Hey, hey family. family, I'm Joanna and I'm Shannon and, and we're, we're just ordinary Catholics. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you all the thanksgiving today. Thank you for all the good you have shown us over this past year. Thank you for all the ways that you have helped us grow. Help us to be patient as we head into this new season of Advent. Help us to prepare our hearts for you, Lord, as we prepare our homes for the holidays. Remind us of your love today and every day. We love you. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, we made it. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Should all the acquaintances No, 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 no. Not that New Year. Oh, no? Nope, nope. Okay. We do still have a month left of 2020, but it is a new year in the church. Yay! So the liturgical year is filled with several seasons that reflect different moods, contain different feasts, and even calls for us to observe uh, these different times of the year in our homes. So we've been in ordinary time for quite some time. Feels like a very long time when Uh, we're quarantined. (laughs) But this coming Sunday, November 29th, we start Advent. Hooray! Yay! So what's Advent? Let's ask our good friend, Siri. Hey Siri, define Advent. Advent means the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. Oh, she also says the coming or second coming of Christ. Ah, nice. Very cool. So this is a time before Christmas that we are not only remembering the events that led to Jesus' birth, but we're also reminding ourselves that he is coming back, and we do have to be ready for that. Yeah, for real. This is definitely a time for reflection and renewal and all those good things. Advent is four Sundays long, so it's not necessarily four weeks long, but four Sundays. And depending on when Christmas falls, it can be as short as three weeks in one day uh, or almost the four weeks. So like this year, Christmas is on a Friday, so we do have almost those full four weeks to get ready. That's nice. I do really like Advent, so I always feel cheated when it's three weeks in a day. Yeah. (laughs) When you come into Mass during Advent, it makes it very easy to remember that we are definitely not in ordinary time. Right away, you're going to notice like a deep purple if there's banners or the priests wear their vestment, vestment, vestments? Vestments. Vestments, thank you. There's candles and I mean general, the general theme is like purples, pinks. We're staying away from the green for a little while. Yes, and purple is a color of penance, and we also wear purple a lot during Lent. And while Advent is not necessarily as somber of a time as Lent, we do still wear purple because it is a time of reflection. So the four weeks that Advent has are all assigned a color and a theme as well. So do you wear purple when you go to Mass? I used to all the time but mostly because I owned a lot of purple dresses (laughs) I do my mom that was one of my mom's you have to dress for the season yeah so we definitely I still will wear purple on the purple weeks and then that third week is a pink week 
So. Well, you would not catch me dead wearing pink. I have one pink shirt for Advent. I. <laughs> Try it out. No, nope. you cannot make me wear pink. I will not do it. <laughs> but the themes are hope, peace, and joy, and love. And that third week also has a different name. That's the the week that we. The joy week. Right. Yeah. The week of joy is when we wear pink or rose. Well, not we. When the priest, not me. When, when the color, and I'm putting that in quotes, is rose. Rose is, is a color of anticipatory celebration, which I think is a really cool because you're not quite there yet. We're not there, but we're getting ready to be there. Getting really excited. Do you mm-hmm. know what that third week is also called? Uh, it's like Gulga something. <laughs> I don't speak Latin, so. Yeah, it's uh, Galdate. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yes. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> I don't if that's just the what it's called in Latin. Galdate. Galdate. Okay. Yeah, my so my dad used to place such an emphasis on us learning how to say Latin words properly. I think in part because he was in charge of the youth choir, so we would sometimes sing at Eucharistic Adoration, and he was always a fan of singing that last part, the um, divine divine praises. No, it's whatever comes before the divine praises. Benediction. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. And you sing the um, uh, Tantum Ergo, and he always really wanted us to learn how to pronounce the Latin part of it correctly. What a great skill. So you can say words that have to do with the Catholic tradition in Latin. Kind of, yeah. Or there's a, a Christmas song that is called Adeste Fideles. Oh, yeah, Oh Come All You Faithful. Yeah, and it's that. And that's one of the few Christmas songs that's still sung in Latin. Nice. Yeah. But speaking of Christmas songs, or should I say Advent songs, we don't actually hear a lot of Christmas songs at Mass during Advent because it's not Christmas yet. So there are still traditional Advent songs like O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, People Look East. People look east. I like that one. That's nice. We also don't sing the Gloria because of the penitential nature of the season of Advent. But I did watch a video of Father Mike Schmidt's video from Ascension Presents, and he says... It is not against the rules to sing Christmas songs as long as it doesn't derail your reason for the season and everything. So if that's something that helps you prepare for Christmas and get in the right mindset, go ahead. And I have to tell you a secret. I have been listening to Christmas music for like three weeks. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as they played it on the radio, I'm like, that's the station I need. (laughs) Yeah, I usually wait till Advent to decorate, but this year my roommate and I decided we were going to decorate early. So we put up our Christmas tree, we put up our Hanukkah tree. Nice, yeah. So you just have to to lean into it. Yeah. So every three years we rotate through three cycles of readings, which feature different Gospels every year. Cycle A, I think, is Matthew, and we're going to be entering cycle B this year, so it'll be a lot of Mark, and then cycle C focuses a lot on Luke. So you might think, aren't there four Gospels? And the answer is yes, there are. John is read every year during Easter and kind of interspersed throughout the year. 
And fun fact, I just learned this, I never knew. Um, the weekday readings only have two cycles of readings and they do the same gospel for the week, for the day. Um, they alternate odd years versus even years and the Sunday readings is where the three-year cycle comes in. I didn't know that. I know. I had to look it up on so many sources because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> that is so crazy. But it is true. And that also, really this cycle was developed during the um, Second Vatican Council. So it's relatively new. Oh. They did that. Um, it has to do with that. Um, well, you know Latin better than me. Sanctus sacrum. Let me see. Sancro sanctum concilium. Sacrosanctum concilium. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that looks right. Okay. <laughs> Um, which was the idea to allow Mass to be celebrated in their vernacular language, and that's when they kind of piled the scripture on to the Mass, more of the scripture, I should say. And then they developed the liturgical calendar. That's really cool. Yeah. The more you know. (laughs) Did you know that all four of the Gospels are written for a different audience? No. That's cool. Yeah. So each of the Gospels was written, like, one of them is written for people who are Jewish, so who people who already understood kind of the Jewish tradition and culture and history. And I think Mark is the one that is addressing people who are Gentiles or people who are not Jewish. So you'll find in his gospel, he explains a lot of the Jewish traditions and the Jewish culture to help people who are not Jewish understand why certain things were done. Cool. That's a lot to keep straight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was neat. Yeah. No. Lucky we just uh, got those mass journals. I know. <laughs> so the gospel readings revolve around a few different themes depending on the week of the season. Uh, we have the second coming. Then John the Baptist is preparing for Jesus. And there are a few gospel readings um, about the end times. And then Isaiah, he is featured in the first readings um, because he's the prophet of hope and new beginnings so listen up we kind of mentioned this earlier but how like we still wear purple and it's similar to lent in that way but advent is also very different than lent there's no rules for fasting or anything and thank goodness because yeah for real (laughs) lots of cookie exchanges (laughs) i think i could only do that once a year anyway right oh my gosh could you imagine but it is a period of preparation so the stress is Instead of the stress being like repentance from sin, the emphasis of the season is more on hope. Yeah, that being said, though, most churches will hold a reconciliation liturgy during Advent. And this is a really convenient and meaningful time for reconciliation. The church asks us to go to confession at least once a year. So... During Lent and during Advent, you'll see like reconciliation services where the whole parish is invited to go and they bring in a lot of priests and Mm -hmm. they try to make it as easy as possible for you to go. Yeah. And in some ways it makes it more comfortable because you're like, oh good, all these other people have sinned too. (laughs) Yeah, that's the confession once a year is one of the precepts of um, our, the Catholic faith. That's kind of, we talked about that in our previous podcast uh, on Holy Days. So this is another one where this is what something that makes us Catholic or that the Catholic Church asks us to do is go to confession. Yeah, I think it's also a good way to start fresh, right? So it's yeah. a new, 
year in the church calendar and just like when we start a new year we tend to pick like a new word or new year's resolutions you know we want to do certain things to make us better for the next year and this is i think also kind of a good way for us to do that spiritually as well and kind of let loose the baggage of the year if you know if it's been a full year since we've been to confession like just kind of letting loose that baggage and yeah you don't want to carry that into the Christmas season. Yeah. It's a good chance for for fresh starts. Yeah. That's why I love Advent. Uh, Everything is new. In our church, uh, this is something that is unique to our church that I go to now versus like other churches that I've been a part of is that the cantor will sing all of the holy days of obligation throughout the year um, and the dates of them. So I, I try to listen up for like, when do I have to start? fasting. <laughs> when do I have to get this under control? I forgot that we do that. Yeah, it's really great. And I like that. It's kind of like same thing where you're writing your new calendar for the year and and they're just reminding you, "Hey, yeah, hey, we're starting a new year and here's how it's going to go, hopefully." Here's everything from now until the start of Christ to the King, which is the Sunday before mm-hmm. Advent starts. Yeah. I I think that's a really nice touch. Yes. So as we prepare our hearts and our homes and you know check our lists plan our celebration once yeah. i check them twice check them you know, twice you gotta check them a couple of times yes gotta find out who's <laughs> naughty and nice That's, okay i played <laughs> along for a minute <laughs> i knew i shouldn't have said that but advent is the perfect time to practice our works of mercy the churches that i've been a parishioner at have always made it so easy to do this they provide opportunities like food drives or a blanket or clothing collections uh, we have an angel tree where you can grab a little i don't know angel from the tree i think it's it has, like, explanatory something written yeah, on it for like to what, get a gift for a family in what need what's the gift like one of your kids like an alarm looks clock for, okay yeah. i was gonna say i knew that yeah, one of my kids thing. will look through all this year we just grabbed because of you know the germs but usually he'll look specifically to get somebody an alarm clock because he's he told me once how horrible do you think that would be to not be able to afford an alarm clock like through the eyes of a child you know I mean he's he was only seven or eight when he said that but yeah so we do try to do family service projects at this time we'll make it a new year's new year's resolution because it's not quite new year yet but (laughs) I am calling it the new year and uh get involved and see what um, opportunities your church might offer. I think this year it, it's a little trickier to do some of the corporal works of mercy, which are like the more tangible physical works mm-hmm. of mercy, just because we're kind of still in the middle of a pandemic. But I think in a lot of ways we can do spiritual works of mercy as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and kind of use that as a way to... You should ma- do a podcast on this. Spiritual and corporal yeah. works of mercy? We should. Maybe around put Lent. It, put it in the new year. Put it in New the Year's year. resolution. New Year's Advent resolution. resolution. <laughs> well, obviously we could talk for hours about the season of Advent, and uh, we promise we will. <laughs> Don't worry, we will be talking more about all of this stuff. But over the next few weeks, as we enter into the Advent season, we are going to talk about a lot of different things 
in regards to Advent and Christmas, how we celebrate, the different traditions around the world. Maybe introduce you guys to a jolly saint. Spoiler alert. Was he jolly or was he a tough I guess we'll cookie? find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Well, we'd love to grab coffee with you and hear about some of the things you love about the liturgical season of Advent. Follow us on Instagram at an ordinary Catholic and let us know. We're praying for you. Please pray for us and, and we'll, we'll see you in our prayers. prayers.